Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. What a difference a few weeks can make. A month ago, we were in an economic boom, unemployment was low, the stock market was at all-time highs. Sure, there were a few cases of COVID-19 in China, but all was good in Europe and North America. In a few short weeks, we've seen the travel industry's world turn upside down. The first airline casualty was Flybe, a regional airline in the UK that represented about 38% of domestic air capacity in the United Kingdom. They flew to smaller centers like Manchester, Birmingham, and Liverpool, serving a total of 139 routes. They declared bankruptcy and likely won't be returning to the air. Oil prices started to fall when it became clear the economic output was going to be disrupted from China. It was a direct link between one unit of economic output and one unit of energy consumption. OPEC was trying last week to propose production cuts in order to prevent a glut of oil on the market and to protect oil prices. Russia refused to comply, and now we have an all-out price war happening in the oil industry. In response, we've had oil prices fall nearly 40% in one week and 25% in just one day. If there's a protracted drop in oil, we can expect bankruptcies in the oil industry. Companies have started implementing hiring freezes. Airlines have cut capacity from existing routes. The CEO of Pioneer Petroleum estimates that a protracted drop in oil price could bankrupt 50% of the exploration companies in the U.S. Stocks have fallen 20% in value in a couple of weeks, including a 2,000-point drop in the Dow Jones Industrial Average in just a single day, the single largest drop in history. We know there are supply chain disruptions that are going to ripple through the economy over the coming months. So that's all happening in the broader economy. So what does this mean to you as a real estate investor? Let's say you've got a market report in front of you that's two months old or six months old. Is it any good? How do you even plan? Do you assume any reductions in employment? How many of your tenants will have lost their jobs? Do you assume there will be disruptions in the bond market that could ripple through the banking industry? You see, we're used to thinking linearly. When there are massive dislocations and there's a delay between the warning signs and the downstream consequences to the economy, it's hard to connect the dots. I was reading a Marcus and Millichap office market report for 2020 earlier today, and it's only a few weeks old. But as I was reading the report, it was clear the report was written in a completely different environment. That was then, and this is now. Would that report be written the same way if it was published today, only a few weeks later? Interest rates have fallen dramatically in a short window. Maybe not enough to trigger new investments, but enough to change the landscape. It's fair to say that people aren't traveling for pleasure. They're not traveling for work. Will they be traveling to move to a new city? Think about cities like Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Toronto, that have been attracting tremendous population growth. Will that growth be disrupted? If it is disrupted, will that disruption be temporary or longer lasting? There's just too many questions for which there are no immediate answers. The only answer is to wait and see how it all shakes out. The web of interconnected dependencies in our global markets are incredibly complex, and the relationship between them hasn't even been modeled, let alone understood. I was watching a TED Talk that Bill Gates gave back in 2015. In that talk, Bill Gates predicted that we are globally unprepared for the outbreak of a virus. We've spent trillions on military preparedness in order to protect against a nuclear war. But our healthcare systems have not adopted the same wartime footing to prepare for a surprise attack. The problem isn't that our system for handling these outbreaks is breaking down. The problem is we don't have a system at all. 
Our system of testing in the United States requires medical samples that have a shelf life of six to nine hours to be sent to a central lab in Atlanta. Even if you could get the sample to the airport by courier in minutes, the five-hour flight to Atlanta through the backlog in testing, the chances that you still have a viable sample hours later diminishes very rapidly. Nobody can tell you the impact of what happens when you mass quarantine 60 million people like in Italy right now, or 700 million people in China. You can tell people to work from home, but if you're a cashier at the grocery store, you can't do that job from home. And if your job is to stock the shelves with tomatoes, you can't do that from home either. If movement's restricted, then how do restaurants survive? If sports events are canceled, will people still go to the sports bar to watch the game? How will these businesses survive for weeks or months of business disruption? Ultimately, how this will affect us as real estate investors is really too difficult to predict. Fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.